all those silly memes like when you work for yourself you never work a day in your life I'm like are you kidding me I've never worked harder until I became a business owner and you also as a business owner never have to work harder on yourself because Mm -hmm. I think that being in business for yourself is very much forced therapy because you have to deal if you want to succeed you have to deal with lots of parts of yourself and personality traits and fears and all these things Sabina Hitchin is an entrepreneurista, speaker, and media expert dedicated to educating and empowering people to lead their lives rooted in passion and purpose. She began her career as a teacher where she learned the skill of lesson planning that would eventually come into play as she now teaches public relations through her Press for Success community of small business owners and entrepreneurs. Sabina serves as a contributing writer for allbusiness.com and is a regularly featured media expert in outlets including USA Today, The Huffington Post, Fox Business News, ABC News, and more. You're about to hear how Sabina's entrepreneurial journey has transformed over the course of her career and the best advice she has to offer when looking to incorporate a PR strategy into your business. Coming up, how being the youngest staff member at a PR firm sparked Sabina's love for small business owners and entrepreneurs. What to do before you press send on a media outreach email. How letting go of limiting beliefs can propel you forward. And Sabina's three best PR tips for when you're starting any new business. And finally, Sabina shares a special offer to join her Press for Success community. This is the Entreprenista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters. No limits. And plenty of surprises. Davina, I am so excited to finally sit down with you today and hear all about your entrepreneurista journey. I was trying to think this morning how we initially connected, and I'm pretty sure it was through Instagram. Is that right? I think it was. It's funny because I fangirled out about both of you and the work you've done for years, and then it was through Instagram, and I think it started happening more heavily during the pandemic when Instagram became like, it's like telephone or something. You start connecting with people that way. Yes. And our listeners know, I feel like this comes up a lot in our conversations. I have just met so many incredible women Mm -hmm. like you, Sabina, through Instagram and through, you know, storytelling and sharing what's going on and connecting with with other entrepreneurs and I should say mama pranistas as we- Both yes. have been on our um, our mom journeys together, running a business, which has been awesome. But I would love for you to take me back to the early days of your career. I would love to hear a little bit more about how you got started in PR and what ultimately led you to now start your Press for Success community. Yes. So, I mean, first of all, I'm so glad to be here I, again. Like. First time interviewee, longtime fan, so I'm super <laughs> excited. But uh, but I love sharing my story. What I think is so important is it's a reminder that it doesn't always matter where you begin, and you don't have to begin in a place that that makes sense, right? So so I work in the publicity field, but I didn't even begin here. I started like when I was in school, I studied history and political science. And I was like, also, because I think when you don't really know what you want to do, you pick a career choice that sounds good to your parents and everyone Mm -hmm. else. I was like, 
this sounds great. I'm going to tell everyone I'm going to be a, a lawyer because it sounded good. And I thought I do, I, I will want to be a lawyer. And then when I left college, I was like, there's, there's no way I want to be an attorney. Like I didn't even know what, what I want to do. So I deferred that and I decided to get a teaching certificate and I ended up going into teaching high school, which sounds totally random, but I was like, again, I have a history poli side degree, what I'm going to do. And this all will come together. So I'm teaching high school and I end up teaching high school history in Chicago, um, in the South side of Chicago for about five years. And in that time, I had no textbooks. I had no chalkboard, by the way. And so what I started doing was designing my own lessons. And then every day I would string white paper around my classroom and I, I would teach. So I started learning without even planning, like how to create curriculum and how to teach on a level that was far beyond what I expected when I like spent a semester getting a teaching certificate after college. So I spent five years teaching. And after five years, I was like, you know, as much as I love education and I, I love these kids, like this is not my forever job. And I don't know what that is, but I, I need to figure it out. So a friend had said, you know, I'm, I'm moving to New York City. And I literally was like, that's it. It's time for my New York City chapter. It is happening. Because at the time I was in the Midwest, I'm like, this is my moment. I'm moving to New York City. I have no idea what I'm going to do, but this is my chance. So I cashed in my five years worth of like teacher pension, which is probably like no money at all. Moved to New York City from Chicago. And I was so like ill prepared and nervous that I literally emailed my mom and dad and was like, moving to New York City with my friend, Michael. I'll like, I'll fill you in when I get there kind of thing. Like I was so just like, I gotta do this. So I think sometimes you have to leap and see what happens. So I moved to New York City. I had no idea what it was like. I had only been there once to see rent with my family. Like every, like every person yes. like, I'd never been there, never been in a subway. And um, when I say I moved to New York City, and this is also so funny looking back on it now, um, so I was, you know, it's in my 20s. I had no idea what I was doing at this point. I, I moved to New York City and I ended up in Williamsburg. And my friend said, we're going to move to Williamsburg. And I was like, Virginia? I was like, that's <laughs> such a long commute. He was like, no, it's like the most trendy place in Brooklyn. I was like, okay. So we moved there and I could only survive on a teacher's uh, pension for so long. So I had to get a job and I was like temping all over. And I was really starting to feel down on myself. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what have I done? Living in Brooklyn, I'm like trudging around doing like temp work everywhere. And a friend says to me, hey, there's an opening at Escada in the publicity department. I've told them you'd be incredible for the job. Uh, I've set up an interview for you. And I was literally like, what's Escada and what's publicity? Like that is how green I was. And Escada is a fashion house and it's legendary. And we all know public relations is what I do now. I didn't know what any of those things were. How old were you then? I was like 27 years old, I'd say. Okay. And again, and I went in and I Googled the day before the interview, what is public relations? And then again, he was like, just wear black. And he was like, don't like just wear black, show up at this interview and just, just make it work. And so I went to this interview. I had no idea what I was doing. I, I pretty much BS the entire interview and they ended up hiring me as a publicity assistant there. And later on, I went on to find out that like, they were like, you know, of course we knew you had no idea what you were talking about, but you were so like confident and excited and sure of yourself. And that's sort of how you have to sell yourself in PR. We're like, we yeah. can, she can figure out the rest. So long story short, I got my first job in public relations and it was working there. And it was there that I was really like, whoa, this is, this is an industry I didn't even know existed. And that's like our first little lesson of like this journey is like I started in college studying history and political science. I didn't even know Escada was a thing. I didn't know 
fashion was a thing beyond like what I found. I grew up in a like town of 60,000, Battle Creek, Michigan. And um, like, I didn't know anything beyond Macy's and JCPenney. Uh, and so I, this was a whole new world for me. And there I was thrust into it. It's like, you never know sometimes what's right around the corner. And that was the time when I really was like, wow, this is amazing. This work we do with the media, this promoting we do, but fashion wasn't really a big love of mine. So I went from there to working at an agency. And so I was working at a PR agency and I was learning how to handle multiple clients. But the cool thing that was going on there was because I was the youngest on staff, they gave me all the small business and entrepreneurship accounts because they're like, this isn't that exciting. Everyone wants the celebrity accounts and the big sexy names and so they gave me all these entrepreneurs and I was like, wait, what? Like, this is amazing. All these, like, and this was back, like when mompreneurs weren't as common. And yeah. this was when like Donnie Deutsch and the big idea was a show people were watching. And I was, this is like, you know, over 15 years ago. And I was like, whoa, female entrepreneurs are so exciting and so amazing. So all those things were happening, but I didn't like how, how everything was going in the agency. I sort of had a Jerry Maguire moment when I was like, there's too many clients. There's not enough attention on these small businesses. And everyone's like, cause nobody cares about those accounts, right? They're just like the fillers. And I was like, I care about these accounts. Like who's with me? Let's do things differently. And they were like, you're fired. Uh, and nobody was with me, right? Like none of the employees went, I was like, let's do it differently. Everyone's like, okay, this isn't the movie, Sabina. So all of a sudden, I was fired and I was like, oh my gosh, well, that's the end of my PR career, I guess. And then slowly clients started calling me, all these small businesses and mompreneurs, entrepreneurs. And they were like, wait, we really love what you were doing. You thought big with us because I was so new to publicity. Like I had only been like a year and a half in the PR world. So yeah. I thought huge. I was like, why shouldn't she be in Oprah magazine? Or why shouldn't her story be on CNBC? Why shouldn't her product be in Cosmo? Like I was like, why shouldn't we think big for these clients too? So they ended up coming to me and they said, if you start a business, if you start a PR agency, we will be your first clients. And I was like, but I've never even thought of starting a business. Like, how would I start a business? What does it even mean? I still live in like a third floor walk up in Brooklyn. Like, where would I even be? And I called my parents. My mom runs her own business. So again, it was like a restaurant. So I never saw it as like, you know, a business business. And my dad is a doctor again. But I said, you guys, I had this opportunity. All of my clients are saying I should start a business, but I don't know what I'm doing. What if I have a complete failure? Like, what if this goes totally tits up and it doesn't work out? And my parents were like, worst case scenario, like you are in your late 20s. Like, what do you have to lose? Like, worst case scenario is you have this amazing story to tell people, this amazing experience to say, I tried to start a business. It didn't work out, but this is what I learned. And best case scenario is you have a job, right? Yeah. So, and a business. And so I said, yes. And I said, yes, to those clients. And like, I didn't know, I literally was running a business out of a one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. Um, but that's where my business in my, my career in public relations really took off. And from there, I started an agency that had an office in Chelsea, an office in Dumbo. And for those listening who are like, what? Like I had big offices in big places. We had a team, we had multiple clients. It all started because I said yes to taking this chance. And again, all of that start, like every one of those moments was like this accidental opportunity. That is such an incredible story. And thank you for sharing the background of how everything started. I have so many questions now for you, Sabina. <laughs> and I do want to call out to our listeners, because so many of our listeners are thinking about starting a business. And I hear this all the time. People get 
paralyzed with starting and saying a lot of the mm-hmm. things that you just shared, you know, what if this fails? What if I'm a failure? You know, all of these, you know, limiting beliefs that mm-hmm. all we have to do is just start. And the little secret is no one really knows anything when they just start something no. for the first time. That's right? the secret. Like no one knows anything. When Courtney and I started Social Fly, we started with a few clients on the side of our full-time jobs. We had never run an agency before. Mm-hmm. We had no idea what we were doing. We were just really great at social media and these strategies were working. And then you figure out all of those, you know, business learning lessons along the way. But yeah, I think that that's the secret. And what, what I've been hearing now, just by, you know, talking with a lot of our league members who are about to launch businesses or like waiting for that perfect moment. I'm like, just go, just start. So, and then you get the answers. Like, I feel like we always want to find the answers before starting because it makes us feel better. And I've been thinking a lot. So you and I both have daughters that are about the same age and they're both little swimmers. And like, you don't find out how to become a swimmer by talking about it and reading about it and asking your friends for advice about it. And then like reading every blog post, listen, like you, you learn how to swim by swimming and by getting in the water and figuring it out in the same way with the business, like so much of what we want to seek the answers we're seeking. We won't get those answers unless we start. And then when you start, you go from the next answer to the next answer to the next answer. And then more and more people start showing up in that space to help you find those answers. Yes. And you surround yourself with, with community. And that's been, I think the key with, for both of us, with our success is yeah. finding that right, you know, business community and network to be able to ask these questions too. So once you begin and now you're onto the next little bump or hurdle, you can ask someone, you know, what they exactly. did when they got to that point and you have that group and that resource. All right. So I want to hear about agency life and growing that business and then how that business then pivoted and became your, your membership community now. Yes. So I had that accidental agency and, and I was loving it. And again, like it started as this thing I began when these clients came to us. And then all of a sudden, 15 years later, I found myself or like maybe like 12 years later, still doing that. But the whole time I was running a PR agency and very largely supporting small business brands, a couple of things were happening. So number one, I was having to flex these like muscles and do these cool campaigns, like learn how to do things that I never had to do before. And that was really exciting. Um, And like we worked on some amazing campaigns, had some amazing opportunities. But what I also started seeing was as I learned about how powerful publicity is and how important it is and like how vital it is to be seen and visible as a business, I started realizing like it's so expensive to hire a publicist. And I knew that like I'm a PR agency, we work on minimum like six month contracts and small business owners can't afford that. So what I started doing was like everywhere I was like coffee shops, events, speaking things, I was teaching people how to do public relations. And this is why I was telling you all about like why I was a teacher before, because all of a sudden it started all coming together. I was like, wait a minute, these people need help. I know how to do lesson plans. So I started like creating little teaching things all the time, teaching small business owners how to do PR. And I would do it everywhere, like my apartment, like a Starbucks, some like, you know, you could like back before office rentals and office space and like collab spaces were a thing. You would like get an after hours opportunity to go into someone's office. And I would teach like anywhere I would show up less as a business model, more I'm like, they need this and they don't have no, no access to it. Were you charging for it? Oh my God. In the beginning, no. In the beginning, I was just like, also, I think you start doing things you naturally just love mm-hmm. to do. Like I love teaching and I didn't even realize this is like my soul's purpose is like to teach, but I just like, I love doing it. And then, so I would show up anywhere. Right. And I would teach anywhere. 
and help people. But then as it was like starting to crystallize, I was like, wait a minute, there's something here because there has to be a bridge between like, okay, I'm a business owner. I need to be seen and heard. I've got to get publicity. So what am I like going to Google all the time? That's like what there was. Or on the opposite end of this like stream, there's like, oh, I hire a PR agency and that's thousands of dollars. And when you're a small business owner, that could be your rent or your mm -hmm. materials. So I thought there has to be something. And that's when I decided, well, we'll create that thing. So what that eventually turned into is Press for Success, which is this platform we built that is streaming PR education, resources, interviews with the press, press opportunities, like everything someone needs to, to run their own publicity campaign. It's like a membership community and education platform all in one. And what I, what I want to say is beyond the fact that that's, it's freaking amazing and it's changing people's business lives, what it is a testament to me is, is like, you don't have to know where you're going to end up all the time as a business. You will probably have multiple businesses. Look at you. You have multiple businesses that you're still a different part of. I started thinking I'd be an attorney studying history and poli sci. Then I went into teaching high school. After that, I was like, I guess that career is done. Uh, go on to PR. And now here I am with this community where we have thousands of students learning how to do publicity. So just like, you never know where this journey is going to take you. And that's why you sort of follow the next right step. And here we are teaching people public relations. That is so amazing. And your community is so helpful for, for business owners. So thank you for creating yeah. such a, a wonderful place for, for all of these women to be able to learn how to just start with their PR. So what are some of your first tips, especially for business owners who are about to launch? So brand new business, let's yeah. say a product-based business, brand new business, yes want to get some initial traction, you want to get some initial press, what are some of those first tips that business owners should think about? Okay, good. Great question. The first thing is you have to realize like this has to be part of your business. I think people think, okay, PR is something I'll do like later or when I'm a little bit bigger and all those things. But PR is something that should be part of your business from the beginning, because what it is, is like publicity and marketing is how people see and find you and trust you and eventually buy from you. So the first reminder is that as a business, you need to start making this part of part of your business. You don't just show up when you need something. That's not how any great relationship is done. So the first thing is knowing like, I need this to be part of my business. And the second thing is that doesn't mean like start obsessing about pitching people right away. What you need to do is if you're a product-based business, you need to say, in order for publicity to really help me, number one, I need to sell more of my product. So the first goal is getting publicity, getting myself in the press that's going to sell my product. So start like opening your eyes and saying, okay, where are products like mine being talked about? What websites, what magazines, you know, what newspapers, what TV shows even where they highlight cool products? Like I want you to start having an eye because once we know we're looking for an opportunity, we're going to start seeing it. So like looking where like jewelry like yours or food like yours is being covered or doing the digging proactively so you can see that. So you need to start finding those things. Like that's a really big thing is like looking for those opportunities to get your product out there. And the second story I want you to keep your eyes peeled for, because we can't just be like, if you're part of like the entrepreneurista community, you want to do things right and do things like, so they can take care of you and like longevity of your business. So you don't want to just be like a product, right? Like a one hit wonder. You want to be a brand and a person and an entrepreneur. So beyond looking for just product press places, share your product. I want you to start looking for places to share your story. Like you as a founder, your why and your how, and a really great simple place to begin for you all, especially if you're new is to start looking at your local press, right? 
start saying, I know that locally I probably have a newspaper and I probably have like a few news outlets like ABC, CBS, Fox, things like that. So I want you to start locally, whether you're in Charlotte, Charleston, I don't care, New York City, start saying, I'm going to start examining these local TV shows and newspapers and saying, where do they cover small businesses? Where do they cover local entrepreneurs? How are they talking about them? How are businesses like mine showing up? Because as you start doing that, you're going to start finding homes for your story. And you're also going to start seeing how people talk about stories like yours. Because I think a big mistake is entrepreneurs are like, let me just email them and tell them about myself. But you really want to start looking for those places, looking how they're talking about businesses like yours. And that's like, that's our first starting steps, I would say. I want to hear a little bit more about, okay, now we figured out some media outlets that we think would be a really great fit for our story, but how do we go about reaching out? I know as a business owner and even mm -hmm. like working in this industry, it can feel like really intimidating to send that email or the follow-up or, you know, what are the best ways to reach out nowadays? Is it Instagram and sending them a DM or an email or Twitter? Where is it all okay, happening? So that's, and I feel like I'm so glad we're talking about this because you're right. I feel like that connection in that moment is sometimes the hardest thing that holds us back. So I'm really glad we're going to talk about it. And I think, again, the first thing, at least the, the thing I think is most powerful is before you even worry about pressing send on an email to one of those people is to do two things. So, and this is like why social media is so powerful. Again, like we even initially connected there and also continue to connect with each other there. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Two things I like to do. Number one is when you start doing what I said, which is like following press places you want to be in, it doesn't just have to be local. What if you dream about being in Oprah.com or the Romper or Scary Mommy, wherever you start seeing these places, you start seeing people who cover things. So you're like, okay, I need to email them. But again, like you say, I'm super nervous. So one thing I do is I start following them on social media just because you have that moment of like, oh my gosh, the press, they're just like us. They like, they have kids, they're not scary, they're they're vegan, like whatever their thing is. <laughs> and you start realizing like, these are just normal people. Like for instance, I just found out, Intel, I just found out this editor from Business Insider, like me and you left New York City, like so many people during the pandemic and she moved to Maine, which is exactly what I did. Like, so I found this out because I follow her on Instagram. So I've been literally pitching her and reaching out and trying to like stalk her. But then I found out this through this personal thing through Instagram and I sent her an audio message and we're like going out to coffee next week. But my point is like use wherever you are using social media to first like make you realize these are normal people. It's not scary. And then the second thing you do, and this is sort of like a, like a, a I don't say a trick because I think you should do it authentically, but when you want to become a PR rock star and get coverage and you want to like make it easier for yourself and more likely for it to win before you send any pitch email, what you need to do is like, you know, you're, you're checking out the coverage this person does. You're following their newspaper articles or their, their stories on Fast Company or wherever you're looking. And so you start watching them and you, you find an episode or a segment in a story that really moves you or you really feel like, oh, this was super cool. And you're going to do what I like to call a praise post, which is like, post an Instagram story or a tweet, something public where you can tag them in it and be like, oh my gosh, like, I love this story Amy Smith did on statement earrings. I'm already buying two of them. Or the story Minda did on ink.com about this is this. I'm already using her tips. Like start praising them publicly. And then if you can shoot them a message on DM or something and say like, just wanted to privately say like, I love this story or this really moved me or da da da. Like, 
give them some kind of praise because it shows them you're consuming their content. Nobody does this. Like, trust me, my friends are all in media. I'm married to a journalist. Nobody ever praises them. And then they now have this thought about you. Like their first thought when they think of, oh, Stephanie or, oh, Carol is like, whoa, she reads my content. She likes it. She gives me a shout out. And that in turn, then for you as the person who has to do the pitching, now you feel a little bit less like, oh my God, I'm so intimidated because now you have been going back and forth with this person. You're consuming their content. You have reached out to them in this way that is no pressure because you're not pitching them. You're just praising them. You're just giving them a shout out. And, and that begins your path to reaching out to them. And it makes it all so much less scary but it's actually strategic. And so that would be my tip for those who are like, I was so nervous because when you start doing that, then you're like, oh my God, we're already DM buddies. And then also, sorry, one last thing I want to say is- uh, No, this is so good. This tactic like also forces you to consume their content, right? Because you can't compliment somebody if you don't consume their content. So it's also my way of like, like if you really want to be, for instance, a great opportunity for my mom, my mom entrepreneurs out there is uh, parents.com is always looking for experts and products and like story contributors. So like if you're following those editors and you're getting to know them on social media, it makes it much less scary, right? And then you can pitch them your idea later. But again, start that way. And then you get really brave and connected and you see their what they cover and then you go in. So when do you go in? Is this like a week later, a month later? And do you pitch through DM first? Like, or do you send it an email and then in DM, hey, wanted to let you know, just sent you an email with a pitch opportunity. Like what's the strategy there? That's what I like. I try not to pitch people on Instagram or DM unless we have an established relationship yeah. that ask them because otherwise I feel like they will fear me when they see me on social media like oh shoot Sabina's in my DM she's gonna be like pitching me again so the most I would do there is compliment them or I'll say like hey where do you prefer I pitch you like email they might be like right here but I tend to try to get it to email like what's your best email for pitches or something mm. because you have to remember their job is receiving pitches. Like we feel like, oh, I'm so sorry I pitched you, but their job is to receive pitches and to create content and they need your stories. Mm -hmm. So again, and in terms of when, I feel like it feels a little disingenuous if you like praise someone in like 24 hours later, you're like, hi, let me <laughs> talk about myself. So I'm like, why don't you like, and, and sometimes it's an emergency and you have to reach out, like it's a local press story, but I tend to say, give it at least a week. And remember, it's not just that initial like praise post, you should be actively trying to grow relationships with members of the press who cover your beat or are local or in your industry like regularly. And that doesn't mean, because if you're listening and you're like, oh, Sabina, this sounds like so much work. It doesn't mean it all gets done in like five minutes. It means this is something you work on and you expand on and your relationships grow, but you have to start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if you started right now and you focused on building relationships with two people a week. Uh, and I don't mean like your best friends. I mean, you find them, you find them on social media. You like, de you, you put like a comment on their post or something. That's not major. By the end of the month, you've got eight people you now have on a list. Like, and that's, a, so that's like, it's a powerful thing. You can start doing slowly. Oh my goodness. This is so much goodness all in a very so short juicy. amount of time. Very <laughs> juicy and so much uh, information that we can actually start taking action on right away. Yeah. So Sabina, tell me a little bit about how your community works, because you have shared such incredible information and useful information that entrepreneurs can take right now to start making relationships. 
what else can our entrepreneurs expect as members of your community and getting access to you or access to, you know, potential pitches? Like what, what's included? Yes. So when we started building press for success, when I started fantasizing about it, I was like, we need something that will like hold everything a small business needs to do their own publicity without having to get outside help. So everything from live classes and streaming classes to this, my favorite is this template library. That's a library of pitch templates and email templates you can use for the press. We have exclusive PR opportunities, which are not what you find on like Harrow and other places, like with people at like the press asking you to submit. We have like office hours. We have amazing, another juicy thing I like is you have interviews with members of the press when they say, this is how we want you to pitch us. And so you can learn specifics on that. So everything you need to not only get strategic, but another big part of it is you get confidence. So you have the supportive community of other business owners doing it. Every Monday, we have a call to action pep talk where we get like a rallying cry to get pumped. So everything we do is created to support businesses of all kinds, whether they're solopreneurs, we have larger agency kind of clients and their students in there who are all running their own PR campaigns. That's amazing. Uh, I know you've shared before that some of your students and business owners have gone on to receive like national press. Can you share a little bit about some of those connections and and what you get access to? Yes. So one great thing we do because of the history of what I do, and I'm like, I'm the face and the founder, but there's other team members in there. And a lot of us come from media backgrounds. So we're able to source really amazing opportunities for our businesses. And something really wild that happened in the past year is, um, a big morning show, and we'll say it, Good Morning America is a, an organization, a media organization that we work with in terms of sending stories their way. And so they reached out and said, we're looking for really inspiring and exciting small business stories. And the first thing that I want to share about this is just like, hey, guys, big, big places, like big shows like Good Morning America, they're interested in small business stories. They're interested in entrepreneurial stories. And that really exploded during the pandemic when they wanted to tell more and more of these. And what they've seen now is even though the COVID stories are sort of going away, their audience still demands this. So we reached out to our student and community body over at Press for Success and said, does anybody have a story for Good Morning America? And a lot of people I can tell you there were like, I don't know, is my story enough? Am I enough? Is this story good enough? And so we kept encouraging them, just like, give it a chance apply. And I was thinking maybe they'll take maybe one of our stories. They'll maybe they'll take a couple. And I kid you not over the past year, they've run at least 30 of those stories, 30 of those stories. And some of those stories have been stories where it's not only like your feature on GMA, but it's also like with a bonus from GoDaddy, like a $5,000 grant for your business. But like beyond the fact that that was a big win for press for success. And it was like all about being able to democratize access to these opportunities for small business owners. It's a reminder, like all of the businesses who put their some, themselves forward for this opportunity had all questioned at one point, like, can I do this? Is my business enough? I don't know if I should apply. Like, oh, no one's ever going to respond to me. And so many of them over a series of a year got it. And it reminds me like, you can do it. And it's also interesting is some of those people were like, oh, I can totally do this locally, but there's no way I'm going to try for this opportunity. And that leads me to like, um, something I always try to remind small businesses is like, if you can do it on a small level, you can do it on a big level. If you can draw a small circle, you can draw a big circle. So this good morning America moment for so many businesses in our community was a chance to say like, 
let me take a chance on myself in a big way and just see what happened and what happened. And it keeps happening. They keep booking these opportunities. And that's not the only one, like big press isn't the only one, but it was an opportunity that I thought this is a testament to trying hard and putting yourself out there. That is such an incredible story and congrats to you and to all of these incredible ladies who are able to get featured. I love it. And also, by the way, that opportunity, my friends only came because I asked these people if I could do it at GMA. And I said, can I sort of funnel small businesses to you? And can I create this opportunity for our membership community? And I was intimidated about that ask. I was like, they're probably gonna be like, oh, whatever, Sabina. But I thought, what if I don't ask? Like, if you don't ask, you just never know. And I think what's really interesting about small businesses and entrepreneurs is like, we have so many opportunities, but they only come when you do those asks and you take a chance on yourself. That's when they come. If you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, yeah. All right, Sabina, you listen to the podcast. So you probably know this segment is coming, even though uh, even though I didn't send you these questions ahead of time. We're going to do a few <laughs> ra- rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. All right. What song would you say best sums you up? Oh my gosh. Okay. It's going to sound cheesy, but it is Walking on Sunshine. <laughs> because I feel like my glass is always like overflowing and I make that choice. Like every day. I'm the same way. I feel like that's why we're, we're like these connected kindred spirits. So I'm with you. (laughs) Would you rather text or call someone or I should add send a DM? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Could I say rather I'd send an audio DM so they can Mm -hmm. hear my voice, but my fingers don't have to work. (laughs) I love it. Very smart and efficient. Are you a paper planner person or Google calendar? I am a paper planner person and a Google planner, planner, um, but I prefer paper. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Favorite magazine or online publication? Oh, ink and ink.com. How would your friends describe you or family in three words? Mm, Oh my gosh. Takes big chances. Love it. And finally, do you have a hidden talent? I do, um, though it cannot be demonstrated here, but I am a karaoke master. I just remember the first time we connected on a call, I think we actually talked about this. We did. And I also think you and I can probably sing to any Broadway song um, out there. We are Broadway junkies too, but I am like a secret karaoke rock star. Like I love it. What's your go-to? I do a great I Got You Babe duet, and I also like to sing um, New York State of Mind. Ah. What's yours? More Than Words by Extreme. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. For for a solo, and then for a duet, always got to do Summer Nights. (laughs) By the way, More Than Words is genius, and I bet you you get the entire place going with that. That's so smart. However, I can't even tell you the last time I have done karaoke because of this past year, or has it been two years now? We've all lost track of time. And then before that, it was like, because we both had this journey of like motherhood and then COVID. So I feel yeah. like my times in a karaoke bar have been limited, but I will tell you, and this is totally true. It's funny to ask. I was like Googling good karaoke systems. So I thought I will create a karaoke space in here for my daughter and I, and my husband and I to like jam out internally over here. Well, if you're going to do all the research, let me know what you find. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. 
So I want to hear what it's been like over the past, you know, two years. You're also a new mom. I'll still say new mom until our kids are like five, I think at least, Um, but you're also a new mom managing, you know, this growing business now working from home. Yeah. You know, what, what has it been like for you? I'm going to level with you. I've, it's been really hard for me the past year and a half for sure. Because like you said, like, so my daughter is only two and a half and I would be lying. And I think it's a big disservice to pretend like things are really easy when they're not really easy. And first of all, like running a business isn't easy in general. Like all those silly memes, like when you work for yourself, you never work a day in your life. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've never worked harder until I became a business owner. And you also, as a business owner, never have to work harder on yourself because mm-hmm. I think that being in business for yourself is very much forced therapy because you have to deal, if you want to succeed, you have to deal with lots of parts of yourself and personality traits and fears and all these things. So that in general, it's like business is hard in general, though extremely rewarding. Being a working mom has been the hardest thing I've ever done. And then being a working mom during the pandemic I'm not even going to pretend it's been easy. Like it's been the hardest, but what it's also done because like first as a working mom and now as a business owner during a pandemic, who also has a child, whether you have a child or not, it's been like a wild, like a wild, wild year. It has forced me to like really decide what matters and to like lean into that. And so it's been really impossibly hard at some times, but I've had to like be like, okay, what can I do with the time I have? And also really being accepting about like, I am doing my best. And I want to say to all of you, what you have a child or not like the past year and a half or whatever it's been has been so intense we didn't take classes on like how to prepare for a pandemic or how to like work like none of us were prepared and there's so many levels to what happened in the past year beyond just like the obvious so I just learned to give myself a gold star just for like showing up with a good attitude because I think it's been it's been really hard for me but it's also been one of the most rewarding years because out of that has come like friendships with people like you and so much personal growth and so much less caring about bullshit, like BS, whatever I'm allowed to say. Like, I just don't care anymore about certain things because it doesn't matter. Like I, I'm very clear on what matters, but short answer has been like a hell of a year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more and have definitely, for me, like I've done my best to just find the good in everything. And like how you said before, you know, glass, oh, glass always half full, sunshine, like try to find the positive, but it's also been really, really hard. And mm-hmm. I agree, a gold star for all of us continuing to to show up and, and keep <laughs> going and uh, just, just make the best of it. And yeah. I know you started this Instagram series. When was it when you started Pajama Sessions on Instagram? Oh my gosh, you guys. So I have this thing every morning I do called Pajama Sessions, which usually hits Instagram stories around five or six in the morning. And it happened, and maybe this is a good lesson also in like content series for your business. So I basically every morning get up around five, 5.30 in the morning. I'm a natural early riser because like I've always, like between teaching, my husband being a newspaper editor, we're always up early. So I'd start going back on the back porch in my house now that we have one in Maine. And I start talking to my Instagram fam, right? Like shooting shit about life or advice or something that happens. And from there became, became this regular series where every single morning on weekdays, I show up between five or six in the morning for a few minutes and I, I, I drop some stories in. And, and so it happened accidentally. And I think that's, but what also happened, it was like accidental and consistent. Mm-hmm. And that's what started happening. And it was also super authentic. So maybe take away what you want from that because everyone, I get a lot of messages now from people who are like, I want my own pajama sessions. What should it be? And the pajama sessions 
was a completely accidental thing because I literally just sit in my back porch in my pajamas talking to all of you. But now that it's a thing, I have to also show up consistently and I have to talk to people and I have to be my myself. And sometimes that feels awkward. So it was a complete accidental thing that turned into something really great. So I know a lot of times, and for myself personally, I'll say this, and also for a lot of the entrepreneurs I talk to, it is hard on Instagram, unless you like really love Instagram and doing camera, you know, mm-hmm. putting the camera mm-hmm. to, to yourself yeah. and talking to yourself. It's hard to show up there and to feel comfortable. I've been doing mm-hmm. this for so many years now and little secret, I still don't feel that comfortable talking to camera. Yeah. It's so awkward and, and uncomfortable, but I do it because I know when I'm sharing that messages and stories, it's helping people. And like, ultimately Mm -hmm. that's what I want. I want to help people. So, but when you do it, it's so natural. Like it's you're, you feel like you're sitting next to you. Do you ever feel uncomfortable doing it? Or the more you do it, it just feels better now. I'll tell you that like the beginning when, when stories was a new thing on Instagram, I was that person who, if anyone was walking within like 50 feet of me, when I was doing a story, including, and probably, especially my own husband, I was like, Oh, Bro, oh, I don't want anyone to do this. I'm so embarrassed. And now Alex will literally be right next to me. I'm like, you're in my light. Um, so I feel <laughs> like a key to anything is doing it and doing it till it doesn't feel as uncomfortable. And sometimes I do. And also sometimes after I press like share on a story, I'm like, did that sound silly or do I sound insane? And then I also think like, number one, even if the answer is yes, like whatever, it disappears in 24 hours. And number two, it turns out the answer is like, no, people like you for you. And Mm -hmm. and the people who don't like you for you won't show up for your stories. Like, I'm sure there are people who see me and they're like, oh God, there she is. But they're not the ones who are hanging out for my stories. So the people who want to find you for you will show up for you. And I'm like literally sitting on my back porch in my pajamas. And I'm pretty sure my neighbors next door who I know watch my pajama sessions because I see it in my stories, probably like (laughs) look over and they're like, there she is on her back porch, but I just didn't even carry more. And the minute I gave myself that freedom, I get so much more joy out of it. Yeah. I think the lesson there is, you know, again, just start, try stuff out. And if mm-hmm. it sticks and works well, you can turn it into something. And you feel more and more comfortable as you do it. That's okay. Totally. Sometimes I totally don't do it in certain places. So I do feel awkward and I wait and that's okay. Like that's all good. I would love to know what are you most grateful for now? Hmm. I think I am most grateful for being in a season in my life where I'm, where I have the courage to keep taking chances on myself because I feel like so many of us do, right? So many people here listening are doing it. And I've been doing that for a while now, I think. And I'm grateful for that because I think, what if I hadn't, right? What Mm -hmm. if I hadn't taken those chances? And that comes in many ways, personally and professionally. So I'm really grateful that every day I show up and know that it's a possibility to take a chance on myself. I love that. Do you have a favorite like mantra or quote that you live your life by? (laughs) Yeah, of course. So I'll give you guys two. So the first one I alluded to earlier, which is completely something my mom said to me once before a big business opportunity, I was afraid to say yes to. And she was like, if you can draw a small circle, you can draw a big circle. If you can do what you're doing in a small way, you can do it in a big way. Just like same thing, just do it in a bigger way. So that was when I seared into my brain and it's helped me in a lot of situations. And the other thing I want to say to all of you is um, I'm a big believer that for any great opportunity or chance in business and life, like the on-ramp is super crowded, but the ongoing highway is not. So when you are trying to have a big chance happen for your business and you're like, too many people want this, I can't do it. Everyone's showing up at the beginning, 
no one is showing up consistently. So be that person who shows up on that highway consistently and you will win. You will win. I love that. Savina, finally, what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? So being an entrepreneur is one thing, right? Like starting a business, doing it that way. But being an entrepreneurista means you're surrounded by other people doing it. And that spirit of collaboration and sharing, it's like a next level kind of entrepreneurship. So that's what it means to me. It means being in a community, being like an active participant in a community where you're lifting each other up. And it's not only a win for yourself, but it's been for everybody. I love that so much. Sabina, I could stay and talk to you all afternoon because I actually want to hear so many PR tips and tricks, but <laughs> you have an incredible community that our entrepreneurs can join to get all of these tips and action plans on how to get press for their business. Where can everyone find you and follow you? And if they're interested in joining press for success, what's the best way to sign up? Yes. So follow me for sure via at Sabina knows, and I'm sure that's going to be linked all over here. So you can find me there. I live for Instagram. So obviously I get up early and I do pajama sessions, but I share tips and advice and courage boosting stuff all day long on Instagram and for press for success, head on over to pressforsuccess.com and we will help you get publicity and visibility for your business. Amazing. Sabina, thank you so much for sharing your journey and story. I know I've learned so much today and can't <laughs> wait to dive in and learn even more tips in your community. For all of our listeners, Sabina has graciously offered a $50 off your yearly membership with her Press for Success community. You can use the code Entreprenista when you check out on pressforsuccess.com. So Sabina, thank you so much for that special offer for our community. I'm Stephanie, and this is the best business meeting I've ever had. Hey, thanks for listening and leaving us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd love to stay in touch with each of you. You can listen to all of our latest episodes at entreprenista.com and connect with us on Instagram at entreprenistas. We'd also love to invite you to join the Entreprenista League, our private membership community for trailblazing women. You can head over to entreprenista.com forward slash the league. We'll see you there. Wishing you a productive week ahead.